Whoa, wait, what? That's better. Hey there, quick public service announcement. First, I do not own the rights to the Loki music in this podcast, but I really hope you enjoy it. Second, this and all of the Loki series episodes were expertly mixed and edited by David Gilbert, a professional voiceover artist and audio engineer extraordinaire. You can find him at davidgilbertvoiceover.com. Thanks for the great work, David. Okay, let's do this. Welcome to season two of the If You Ask Betty podcast, the podcast about all kinds of development topics for all kinds of learning professionals. I am Betty Danowitz, and this is the Loki series, episode one, Every Learner. Just in case you live under a rock and you don't know, Loki is a television series based on the Marvel character Loki, God of Mischief, and season one is available on Disney+. Plus. Season two is slated to be released in the spring of 2022, and I cannot wait wait. So today I have with me two huge Loki fans, Cassie Labori and Eamon Powers. Welcome, Cassie and Eamon. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, tell us real quick, what do you do and why did you want to be part of this Loki series? We'll do Cassie first. Well, first up, any chance to get to hang out with you, Betty, is the main reason for being here. So thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I love Loki, and Tom Hiddleston might have a little bit to do with that. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> I do just love the character, and I love <laughs> Eamon's laughing already. I, 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 I love the idea of just, I don't know what it is. When I'm watching things, I guess. It's difficult for me to separate out my work. I do virtual training. I help people figure out how to be virtual trainers. And for whatever reason, all the time, I'm seeing things about trying to be a virtual trainer and a learner of that in this particular case, um, no matter what I watch. And that yeah. happened when I was watching Loki too. And I know that sounds a little bit different, which is why I'm here. So thank you. So glad you're here. Eamon, who are you? What do you do? Why do you want to be here? Oh, all the deep questions right off the bat. That's right. Uh, my, my name is Eamon Powers uh, by day. I am uh, the director of courseware design at a big uh, aerospace company, if you will. Um, and we do all kinds of fun stuff, uh, developing directly developing materials and uh, learning experiences that, across the whole gamut of potential kind of media apparatus, if you will. That's a lot of words right there. Okay. It is. Um, good, good times. Yeah, good times. Uh, so... Um, uh, what I was interested, I mean, uh, so I, I was really interested, first of all, I mean, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller kind of situation mm, here with sure, Betty. Yeah. And um, so the, the thing I was most interested in with Loki specifically is, dude, I love me some, like, unconventional uh, training tools. Uh, yeah. So my 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 internal uh, training that I do with all the managers and leaders on my team actually uses the Frozen 2 uh, behind the scenes video. Those um, are so, so good. Like, Have you watched that, Cassie? I haven't seen it, but I'm already. It's amazing. It. It's, really, it's yes. the best. Yeah. So, like, seriously, I mean, like, I'm, I'm literally like, okay, I've got six 
maybe we need to talk about this, Betty, but I've got like six training modules that I've gone throughout. I've, I've done it a couple times now and it's really, really fun. And, uh, but no, it. I love unconventional stuff that makes people think. And I think Loki is, if he's not the God of mischief, he's the God of that. So I'm going to roll yes. with, uh, with that. And I'm excited about, uh, being part of it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're here and thanks. Thanks for those quick introductions, you know, special thank you to both of you for being part of the brain trust that sort of helped to write this series. Um, truth be told, this was Cassie's idea. Cassie said to me just randomly on a phone call, we we're talking about something. I think we we're talking about Loki. And he was, she was like, don't you think it's funny how Loki is like every learner? And I was <laughs> like, oh, it was like she unlocked this hidden room in my mind. And I was like, I'm going to do a podcast on that. She's like, you should do that. I said, I'm going to do five podcasts on that. So, <laughs> Uh, so thanks so much for the, the awesome idea and let me run with it. And Eamon, uh, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about Loki. Um, I, I want to just kind of piggyback a little bit on what you were saying, how you love an unconventional approach. The reason I wanted to do this, not just because Cassie said, hey, you should do this, but because when I thought about the fact that Loki is like every learner, I realized that there was this sort of sudden and magical way uh, for us to really kind of, the word. Um, I want to con like connect. We can use it to assi now assimilate. What's the word? It's gone. It flew right out of my head. This is why I don't yeah. ad lib. Um, we want to. I want to connect like something that we know really well or really enjoy to something that maybe we don't, and kind of create this sort of feeling of similarity to help us better understand that thing that we don't understand. And so, so my point is, this is not about making it so that like, yes, I think Loki was trying to teach us. No, I think we can kind of draw from it, draw from Loki and draw from our own experiences and have a really good conversation. Um, so that's sort of the whole point and purpose of that. So I think we should start with some surprise trivia. What do you guys think? Are you guys up for some trivia? Yes. Okay, good. Good. Okay. So here's how this works. I'm going to read a Loki trivia question. The first person to say their name will get the chance to answer. Don't shout out the answer, Eamon, but do shout out your name, okay? And the winner gets bragging rights, okay? So we're going to practice. Here's your practice question to make sure you remember how to answer it. What is two plus two? Cassie. Cassie, go ahead. Four. Very good. Okay. Eamon, did you did I would you know? have totally messed that up. No, okay. we're good, yeah. Were you I'm just, happy we went through that exercise. Were you going to yell for? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's practice. Uh, say your name. Eamon. There we go. He had to yes. think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I got one right. Yeah. All right, good. All right, here we go. I think you should practice with a question, though, because it was weird to oh. say name after a question. So I understand why Eamon didn't do it. You want me? Okay, well, let's just start with question one and let's see if we can figure it out. <laughs> All right, question number one. From what myth culture is the character of Loki found originally? Amen. Amen. Norse. Mythology. Yes, correct. That's correct. Very good. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was just afraid to answer. Yeah. Um, what is Norse mythology? You don't have to. You don't have to answer the question. Uh, okay. Question number two. Uh, Loki is the god of what? Cassie. Cassie, go ahead. If only it was the God of Mischief. Mischief. Well, you almost didn't answer it. <laughs> Good. Mischief is true. 
If only it was the God of Cassie. Okay, but that's a uh, that's another <laughs> podcast. That's another. That's a whole that's podcast. another podcast. Okay, that's question the, three. Uh, after hours uh, crowd there. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Um, and there is one of those. Okay, question three. Uh, what item did Loki use to escape from New York? Amen. Go ahead, Amen. The tesseract. Correct. That is mm. correct. All right. This next one is pretty tough. Question number four. What is the name of the desert that Loki landed in after he used the Tesseract to escape from New York? Eamon. <laughs> Are you sure? I think it's the Gobi. That is correct. The Gobi oh, Desert. Very dude. good. That was good. Call it, I might just take the week off. That's going to be the peak right there. That's it yeah. right there. Question number five. What does Loki see in a drawer at the TVA? Amen. Go ahead, Amen. The Infinity Stone. Yes, and here's a bonus question for either of you to answer. What does the TVA do with the Infinity Stone? Amen. Go ahead, Amen. Paperweights. They use them as paperweights. Oh, you are so good. Oh, that was such that was such a great scene. Look at you with your paperweights. Amen them as paperweights also. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Apparently, that right was such now. I love that scene because it was like it it like literally took all of the air out of every Avenger movie. Or out of at least out of Endgame, right? It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So these don't that really matter. That meaningless. Um, I hate to say this, but the winner is Eamon. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Eamon. Well-deserved. Way to thank, go. Thank you. thank you for playing that. That was super fun. Okay. So now that we're all primed up for Loki, let's talk about how Loki is like every learner. So again, as, as mentioned, the premise of this whole five-part podcast series is that Loki is like every learner, specifically every adult learner. So just hearing that. What about that resonates with you? I think for me, if um, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and I think why we were talking about it when we originally were Betty, I must have been in a place where a lot of my learners were being mischievous. (laughs) And so, and and then also having just rolled off of that. And I I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is how, uh, you know, learners do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. and that they're all very much focused on what they want and what's in their best interest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and who, who better represents that than Loki for, for better or for worse? <laughs> um, it, yes, absolutely. Eamon, you got anything to add? Cause that was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the thing with me is like, you know, like, so even it's funny because we're talking like a learner, right. You know, so yeah. we, we use that term. And, but a learner is never one person, right? Like uh, we're, we're almost, we're almost never doing one-on-one instruction. That's true. Uh, and so, but it's a, it's a very similar thing. You know, Loki can be, is Loki, is the floor of Loki Lokis or is it Loki, right? You know, like, I don't know. And it's the same, I think it's the same concept. How do we have this? I, it just uh, blew my mind. Like I can't, <laughs> I'm all done now. I can't. Yeah. I, I, I just think I, I really like the, the, um, I, I've always really liked and so like and that's why i like loki is uh the the balance between our individuality versus our collective you know the things that we are the same on whether that's 80 20 or some other ratio i don't know but it's always interesting how much we'll fight about the things that will we are individualized on kind of look beyond the things that we're almost exactly the same about sometimes you know 
Well, that was deep. That was good. <laughs> I've been to Disney World for a week. I'm deep. I'm deep. Yes, today. you are super deep steeped into into the characters. Um, okay, cool. So th- thank you for answering that. Okay, so I came across this article from Stanford University, or I'm sorry, from a Stanford University professor, and it was titled A Dozen Things You Need to Know About Adult Learning. And so I would love to get your idea, your ideas and thoughts on what you see in the Loki series or even in Loki himself that kind of parallels these known truths about adult learning. Um, so how, hold on, my buttons doesn't make any sense. Oh, how does what we know about adult learning make Loki like every learner? Okay, so that's kind of the question I want to answer. And then like fill in the blank with this specific thing. So the article says this, it says, there are several things that we know to be true about adult learners. First, most adults are actively involved in learning and undertake at least one learning project every year. I mean, I agree with that. I don't know about you guys. I agree with that. Like I have at least one, typically it's more like, you know, a dozen or 20, but that's because I'm this classic overachiever. But most people usually have at least one project, learning project. So my question is, do you agree with that statement? Do you undertake at least one project every year? And if so, what did you choose for 2021? Eamon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of truth there, right? Uh, taking on something every year to learn and to and to take on. I mean, it, probably the most common thing we probably look into is the, uh, in this way, is like the New Year's resolution thing. You know, like many people have, some experience with resolutions, whether you're going to run a mile or you're going to do that, but any of those big resolution things or any of the big, you know, like kind of life challenges you want to tackle ultimately kind of come down to a learning experience, whether we're, mm-hmm. you know, like training to be better at our jobs or, you know, for instance, honestly, my learning experience for the year has been planning my family's vacation because I have never planned something uh, that was, I had never planned something that was that, you know, like that. I, I don't know if right. I've ever really taken a vacation. So I was really happy to like learn all this interesting stuff and kind of get a different perspective, how all these things work. And uh, obviously there were, there's been other things, but that, that is definitely the thing that's been most pressing on my mind in terms of learning experience this year. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Cassie? It's such an interesting year because, you know, we're rolling through, you know, the, uh, the new times and everyone's been taking on new learning projects, you know, a lot of bread for people. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of uh, <laughs> various kinds of projects along those lines. And uh, uh, for, for me, I'm actually and I think Betty, you can relate to this in a place of learning to be an empty nester, which mm. is what we raise our littles to do to go out there and be on their own. I just have one who's no longer a little mm-hmm. and uh, I am learning and living through that. I think uh, that's it's kind of a, been a focus for me because I want to have happiness and joy through that rather than. Uh, you know, what I actually am often feeling, which is terror and sadness (laughs) that this little person that was with me for all of those years is now completely on his own and more than capable, more than capable, but you know, come on. It's tough. It's tough. I'm there. I'm Mm -hmm. right there with you. Okay. So, so if that's true about, you know, adults taking on at least like one learning project a year, how does that make Loki like every learner? Like what similarities do you see in the show or in Loki? 
Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, the way that this struck me had been that Loki, uh, throughout not just the show, but throughout all the entire cinematic universe of Loki's pursuits, is Loki is constantly trying, right? And and mm-hmm. his his trying is perhaps haphazard at times, you know, whether it's to get rid of his brother or to become, you know, ruler of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think for adult learners specifically, we we tend to think about oh we want we want this thing right and and we're likely going to try to come about getting this thing or getting this promotion or getting this thing in life uh, based around some some kind of work we're doing internally right mm-hmm. and I, the thing that resonates with me is that you know uh, especially throughout the show is that you know Loki's external purpose his A story if you will would is like oh I want to be this. But his B story the whole time uh, has been, I really want this thing over here. And I think adults constantly are dealing with that, right? You know, like you want the promotion, but do you really want the promotion, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's the same It's the same thing. And that's why I think uh, the character really resonates well with, with me and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this idea too, that like we, we have a thing we need to do. You know, right? We're, we're Loki obviously had a goal, and and it was a goal maybe forced upon him. Get out of here, <laughs> right? Yeah, true. And and so okay, that's like a lot of learners. I got to take this training to do this thing or to get this promotion, and then you're in it. But then you also have life, and you want to do it your own way. And mm-hmm. I I you we follow Loki just going everywhere, doing his own thing, and the many of them doing that. But then at the same time saying, all right, wait, I got I got I got to regroup and I got to learn and I got to do and and then I can make this thing work. But, but then I also just want to have my own life and not have to deal with this <laughs> as well. And I find that just so real. I yeah, have to yeah. learn, but I really would rather not because I want to have the thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, to aim into your point, whatever that thing is, here's the outwardly thing that I might be saying I want, but I probably really want something else. And that that's another thing that just I love about the series, because we finally get more than just him making a mess. Yes. Mm-hmm. We get a chance to see him vulnerable and we get a chance to sort of understand his perspective, um, less less Thor's annoyed perspective with him, but rather like Loki's perspective, even when. We learned that he was, you know, um, born from at, by the Bifrost. I'm not saying it right. Born from the Bifrost. He was part of, what does it say, Damon? Oh, uh, you mean like the Frost Giants? That, yes, that's it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm saying it wrong. No, you're fine. Yeah. Whatever. That he was one of those, one of those, one of the, I don't know, Bifrost might be Star Trek for all I know. But anyways. That he was Bifrost the- is how they move. So you know, oh, you're, on the right, you're in the right universe. I mean, I'm just, I'm just adjacent to it. Okay. Yeah, you're exactly. You're so right next a, to it. You're good. So you're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kill me now. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. Awesome. A handout after this podcast. Yeah, seriously, like we, we need, need a job. A, <laughs> we need a job aid for this one. Anyways, even when like he finds that out, like you get just like a tiny moment of vulnerability, but the rest mm-hmm. of it is mostly just you know him him trying to finagle his way to be king of space, right? Like, because apparently that's his ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So the article goes on and it says, another thing that we know about adult learners is that adults have the ability to, to learn successfully throughout their lives. So we kind of mentioned this a little bit in the, in the last answer, but h- how do you see this playing out? What did you notice about this Loki series that, that sort of supports 
Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, so how, how did, what was the point that learn, that we have the ability to learn, to learn successfully throughout their lives? Oh, at different places. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing that's interesting about Loki is like, did he even want to learn? You know, no, I know he wanted to get out of there, right? He just wanted, he just had to learn to, to get out. Um, but what's interesting by the end of it is just how much depth. And I even was able to pick up on a sense of pride mm-hmm. at the success by the end of it. And so this idea that we have the ability to do it just plays out. And, I, and it makes me wonder about, you know, we think about every learner that we're with each day. They don't necessarily come in. There are some. I know that there are different types of or different reasons why people want to learn. And there are those people that are like, I just love learning. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that that like the Loki character is actually somebody who loves learning, but they are rather a person more goal oriented and is learning through that. And at the end of it becomes like, wow, look what I learned and look what I'm able to be and do. I can't wait for what's going to happen in season two and how that's going to play out. Me too. Me that too. The pride thing was kind of um, endearing, wasn't it? Endearing. Yeah. And, you know, and we were able to better display our own empathy towards the character who can be such a pain in the neck yes. uh, in, in every other movie we've ever seen or any comic that we've read. <laughs> Agreed. I think I think the one the uh, the one thing that like stands out to me in terms of like um, alert a person's ability to learn successfully throughout their lives and, and Loki is like if you if you think about it in terms of uh, you know so learn learn uh, Loki's like metacognitive you know his his learning that he was obviously being reinforced throughout his life that. I needed to have better tools. Mm-hmm. I needed to have uh, better relationships. I needed, or like better relationships with powerful people, you know, whether that's Thanos or I need more infinity stones or he needed all these external things for him to feel successful. Right. Um, and, you know, he was probably his feedback for that was probably pretty solid, like people kneeling for him and like all the stuff until he runs into the Avengers, things are probably going okay for him. And so, you know, in a way he probably thought he was being successful. But then in in this show, his you know he has this uh, outside force that is clearly and in, in the beginning of the series he's very clear that I think it's in the second episode after he sees the Infinity Stones being meaningless he's like oh so this is the real power and he changes his tune almost okay. immediately he's like oh yo no I'm with you let's do this let's so, and and his goal is obviously I'm going to use this for my purposes to get the power I want sure sure yeah. and then what I think is interesting is obviously the the thing that's kind of the happening there is the the task that he's given to get this power is uh, a task for internal kind of thought, like seek out the other Lokis, the other people that are exactly like you. And obviously that's where his like kind of big character growth ultimately happens because he becomes less uh, interested in the external stuff and more interested in the internal stuff, right? Yeah. Seeking out myself, seeking out myself and, oh, I had the wrong mentor before. Yeah. 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 Here's another thing. What happens when you have the wrong mentor? How does that affect your career choices? Right. Exactly. And um, it's it's interesting you brought up the Infinity Stone part because it's such a powerful scene, like I said before, not just because it blows your mind and like changes your perspective as the person watching what the Infinity Stones were, what their impact really was, but it changed his perspective on everything in an instant. Mm-hmm. So all that power that he was, he because at that point when he escaped from New York, he was trying to get the he wanted to get the stones. He wanted yeah. to take you know he wanted to kill Thanos. He wanted to get the stones, and now 
his, his mission is completely different. And then I also love the part where at the very end of the series, where he comes running out to tell Mobius and what's the girl's name? B-15? Is that right? Yeah. Or, sure. Yeah. Oh, the, the hunter? The, the hunter. Um, or C-20. B-15 is the hunt. B-15, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, tell, tell them, you know, hey, this is what, look, this is what just happened. I got to tell you what just happened, you know? And he, he now is trying to help the TVA, or at least feels like he has to in order to get to where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and he, so he's learned and he's changed. And I think that that's, those are both great examples of, of that. Um, it's interesting too. Like you think about the learners that we have and how, how much, how many of them are very focused on what they think is the right way to go about mm-hmm. it. Right. And, yeah. and what, what is it that we can do to help influence that change? Like what, how can we really? remove the infinity stones, not the answer. And maybe we know that they're just they paper. That. They're just paperweights. They're just paperweights. Well, they yeah. are. Honestly, and I, I think there's a real like I, this might sound silly, but there's a real instructional design kind of like thought process there. Like, what was the objective that was like by using the infinity stones, the learner will be able to, right? You know, like what what was the what what was the thought process there? There obviously yeah. was none. He was he was just self motivated to say like, oh well, once I have the infinity stones, anything is possible, right? And that's we see that a lot of times. I'll take this training. And I'll just be everything, right? Yes. But in, yeah. in truth, it's like, if you read the objectives, if we, if we really make it clear, it's like, no, by the end of this, you'll be able to do this, which is like, maybe some of what you need to do, right? Like, it's not the whole thing, right? That's, a lot of that is you too, right? Yeah. yeah. That's yes. brilliant. I mean, yes. Whew. This is good stuff. We only just got started. Okay. Um, <laughs> So uh, the article also says adult learners bring a wealth of experience to the teaching learning setting, and this experience could be a valuable resource. So again, I asked the question, like, how did we see that playing out in Loki? What, you know, what similarities can we find? <laughs> that one's so big, isn't it? Amy and I both are like, you know, like Mobius had nothing until he had an actual Loki, <laughs> right? That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, Mobius is... Mobius's whole arc here is exactly this, right? I mean, like, per, like you know, like, it's almost like you planned this, Betty. You oh. know, this question was very targeted. It was indeed. It was indeed. <laughs> um, so what do you think? What what did you see that sort of plays this out? Cassie, you want to go? Um, oh, there's so much here. It's so much. I mean, just like, Mobius, how do we have any sense of how long Mobius was hunting the lo- the Lokis or the Loki that he was looking for? Not that I remember, Eamon, you're the expert. No, that's a good question. I mean, like, I I think he's been hunting them for um, it, you know, so the the TV the in the TVA time works very differently, right? So foreseeably, he's been if you if we surmise that every Loki that's in the void at the end is uh, a byproduct of Mobius's efforts. I mean, this could have been happening for thousands of years. Who yeah, who yeah. knows, right? I mean, right. Uh, so, project. He's been on this main project. Right. That's his gig at the company. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, this is his thing. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's epic. It's like many eternities. <laughs> and so it's not until our, like, our Loki in the series comes along and he just, first up, he had to have the opportunity you know, that, that, that Tesseract situation had to occur. So the opportunity was there and then Mobius had to take it and then choose and fight actually more than choose. He had to fight 
fight for the right to be able to listen to the person who actually knew. And and it's such a lesson for us that like, I know how to do this. Like at what point are we going to say, I don't know how to teach this. I have to listen to those that actually know in Mm -hmm. some way, whether we're designers or trainers or the company, you know, we all have ideas on how people are going to learn something, but at what point are we going to say, let's listen to those that are learning it, what they need and what they are going to offer. And in in Loki's case, it wasn't exactly what they needed, but Loki was the one with the answers through that. And it it plays out and it's just instant. I don't know. Amy, what are you going to add to that? No, I completely agree. This is like a, a good example of a, a Loki needs analysis, if you will, right? Uh, and and you know, basically, what I think is really cool about that is it's 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 typical. It's pretty common, right? I mean, I work in a corporate environment. It's pretty common. It's like, oh, the the clients want this, so we're going to give it to them. Yeah. And then they're like, sometimes they're satisfied with that, right? And it's it's a little Steve Jobsian, right? Where you're like, we don't give, we shouldn't be giving you what you want. It will give you what we know you need. Right. You know, and, and what's interesting about that is in a design sense and, and Mobius, too. And, and you can see what happens in Loki is they both parties, Mo, Lo, Loki and Mobius, have a, a, you know initial goals. And then as they go through this uh, Loki needs analysis, they realize that the, the true outcome they're looking for is different from what they started with. And, and that for us is a real, especially from a, like a leadership or a managerial standpoint. That's a real growth opportunity. That's exactly what because that's like the that's the opportunity for like really breakout experiences, right? Not just a click and you'll get done with this training. Like we, we could have really uh, meaningful impacts on people's you know, physical lives. I mean, we're we're training but uh, we're training adults. We're not training robots yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But you know, <laughs> so I, I think it's really cool in that it's like it's not necessarily a linear path to be like. Hey, we're gonna, you know, you're gonna tell me what you want. I give it right back to you. It's like, let's go on this journey together, and we're gonna figure out something that's just bonkers and awesome. Yeah, and it's not like Loki knew what he was bringing to the table in that moment. He was forced right. to go read up and do some pre work, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> literally forced. Although, was that when he found the Infinity Stones? <laughs> no, I think that was before. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then he, and then once they started to realize that there was some, there had to be some sort of pattern that he gave him an interim assignment where he had to go through all those files to figure out what was the pattern. Right. And it's such a cool thing when Loki discovered it. Cause he was like, it was so obvious to him. Yeah. That's where it was. Yep. Um, and Mobius said, like you said, could have been doing this for thousands of years and had no clue. It's like, you know, but like Loki needed to be equipped like even though we're trying to find Loki by looking into and inside the thought process and the actions of an actual Loki, mm-hmm. again a brilliant move on Mobius's part. Um, we, we we still had to equip Loki with some stuff to be able to make those connections. Yeah, Loki had to understand what the TVA was, and you know, and and of course he had the motivation of how I want to take it down as <laughs> a, a major motivator. Um, but he had to understand how it was working and then what also was happening in order for that breakthrough to even occur and to be found. So it's not like it was magically found. And um, and that no, just reminds us again about learning. You know, we have to we have to uh, prime the pump or, you know, set the stage, or, you know, weed the garden, whatever. So it wow, can grow. That's, like, that's a lot of metaphors. I know. <laughs> They're not usually in my head, but all of a sudden they were there. All of a sudden yes. they were there and they came Bursting out. Okay. (laughs) Good. 
Um, yeah. So, okay, great. So uh, next one and next thing in the article said, and the article has, I think like eight or nine of them. Wait a minute. Did it have a number in that article? It had a lot of well, them. There's 12, it oh, a 12, dozen. Hello. A dozen. 12 infinity stones. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh gosh. <laughs> they're just, they're just paperweights. Okay. Um, so, so the, another one it says is most successful adult learning. And this, this, this comes right off of what Eamon just said, takes place in collaborative or cooperative settings where sharing and synergy are crucial. Most of the time, Loki operates on his own agenda, right? Even though we think he looks like he's cooperating and working with other people, he's really got his own agenda. And Mobius figures that out pretty quickly. Um, so outside of that, how do we see, how do we see that? I mean, if, if, if uh, you know, if he's not, if he's not learning because he's, in his own agenda, how do we see this one played out? What do you guys, what do you guys remember? So, yeah, I mean, it, it does, it, it, it gets into the Mobius relationship. The one thing that's striking me at the moment about the collaborative element of it is, yeah. is the point in which Loki, so there's a, there's like ep episode or two there where Mobius and Loki are lockstep and they're, they're ready to roll, right? Like they're, they're getting stuff done and then they eventually wind up in that, uh, pre-hurricane thing where they meet up with Sylvie for the first time. Yes. And Loki's like previous, like his schema from previous to TVA experience comes through and he bails with Sylvie. Yes. But in reality, what, what was happening there was Loki was playing the part of Mobius, right? He He's being detective at this point. He's interested in Sylvie, mm -hmm. not for Sylvie's got this power, but interested in that. This is a Loki I don't recognize. And like in a way, that's a, um, you know, not, not, yeah, that's a similar, you know, like, um, that's when your, your learner is off on their own for a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. to learn something that you can't teach. There's no way in a classroom or in e-learning we're going to be able to give everyone 100%. Mm -hmm. So it is important sometimes that we recognize those points in which they're going to go off on their own. Sometimes maybe not exactly how we intended, but what's great about Loki is ultimately, whatever foundation that uh, Mobius had set in terms of trust between the two of them clearly allowed for him to go on this kind of adventure that might've been ill-advised maybe, um, but he comes back and, and he ultimately makes for the ultimate kind of like meaningful experience in the, in the end, you know? Yeah. Cassie, what do you think? It's just so meta though, because he um, he's working with himself because it's just another look. Right. <laughs> so, so the, many the, Loki's. <laughs> and the trust is already there because it's it's Loki after all. I trust myself, or do I? <laughs> you know. So it's, it's such an interesting thing. But like like the whole show is about him working with other. It is, even characters. though that's not his, it's not his mo. It's right. not his mo at all. But the only way to get away with it is because all those other people or characters that he is working with, not all of them, but the majority of them are all him. Right. <laughs> so, Good and point. I think there's a level of I'm fascinated at the different me, but then I I get me as the alligator. That's yep. weird, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yep. so interesting. Yeah. And I love that, Eamon. I love that you brought up the the rocks cart store scene because um, that's actually exactly what popped in my head when I read this about the collaborative and cooperative setting where sharing and synergy are crucial. Because yeah, he's operating on his own agenda, but like you said, like when he follows Sylvie, he's just genuinely super curious. Like, what is what is going on? Yeah. Like he's yeah. not, I mean, it's bad. And it's he, at this point, he hasn't met any other Lokis. So he, all he knows is TVA says that there's more Lokis, but he's not really ever seen that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, so he kind of believes him, but he's also like seeing his believing. And then he meets her and she's got the horns on and, you know, and, and he's like, here's another Loki, but it's a, she's a girl. Like what? Like, yeah. he, he's like, Ooh, I don't know. This just doesn't seem right. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Like he almost wants to go with her. Because he wants to collaborate, be cooperative with her so that he can learn what she's got going on mm-hmm. and learn yep. the secrets that she has. And that's not, that's not his MO. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But it took him, it, it, it took it that it was himself. Right. To open his eyes to that, you know, and like, it's just the ulti- ultimate self-centeredness. And I don't mean that in any kind of negative way, even though oftentimes yeah. it is so perceived as negative to be self-centered, right? Yeah. It, it's not always the case, you know, if we, if we really are focused inward and, and if we're really taking an honest look and maybe these other Lokis are helping him take an honest look at, oh, these are all the ways that I am or that I could be. Mm-hmm. In some cases, you know, and what does that ultimately mean and what does that lead to? Yeah. Another really um, interesting moment is when um, he first gets to the void. He's following the other Lokis and he's like, all of a sudden he gets really upset and he's like, hold on, stop. You need to tell me what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. And then the, the kid Loki says something to him. I can't remember what it is, what it is. And he's like, why are you listening to him? He's just a kid. And he's like, he's like, what did you do to, to be a variant? And he comes back and he looks in the eyes like, I killed Thor. <laughs> and that was a moment where he's like, oh, damn, I was trying to do that my whole life. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's yeah. like, oh, he does deserve my respect. Because he got a little further in this, in this uh, glorious purpose that, that Loki thought he had than, than he actually did. So that's another point where you're like, oh, maybe I should. He was like, okay, maybe I should be cooperative right after that. That and the fact that Elias was coming helped him become cooperative. Yeah, at least that's enough. An, like that's an interesting thing about synergy and collaboration that I, I like I, I you see this a lot, I think, that it's synergy and collaboration doesn't mean we all do the same thing. Right. right? In fact, it means it probably is ideally meant that some people are doing this over here and then you like they they lock into place at some point. They synergize, if you will. And and those elements right there, I mean, he locks right into place that, okay, yes. Loki, Loki is in, is in fact the man yes. uh, because he killed Thor and all Lokis can share that kind of, they understand on the priority list where that lies, right. <laughs> no and matter it, where and, you're at. And it's a different <laughs> level of respect because they're like, oh, okay, well, I couldn't do that. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. said, you said synergize and made me think of Showtime synergy. From Gem and the Holograms. That's another. That's another podcast. Anyways, um, all right. The la- the last one I want to comment on, um, and there were more in this article, but last one is that most adult learning is self directed. So that means, though, but let's just clarify what self directed is. It doesn't mean like I, as the as the facilitator, hand you something to read and you sit and read it. No, no, no. Self directed means the intent to learn comes from inside the self and compels you to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So tell me how you see that in Loki. I mean, I would think this one is really obvious, but I want to hear what you think. Amen. Yeah. So I'm, um, I think 
and, and so this is obviously this is something I'm super interested in. But it, it's um, you know Loki's experience with learning prior to the end of the show, and even including really the end of the show, is one of like failure of just messing it up all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because one, he he wasn't clear about what his learning goals were to begin with, and then throughout he he's got a real clear understanding of what his learning goal is at this point, his like kind of life goal, if you will. Uh, and now he's got a real challenge with actually succeeding at it because the kind of in, in his learning environment changed quite a bit, right? And I think in learners, especially adult learners, we can see a lot of this. And unfortunately, you see this a lot in you know misinformation these days and stuff. There, you know, I don't know how many times on Twitter you'll see do your research. And it's like dude, what research are you doing? Have you have you taken a research class? I've right. taken a research class and I can guarantee you what you're doing is not research. That's right? not and research, it, yeah. Exactly, right. you know? So <laughs> this is, it's one of those things, it's uh, adult learners, you know, we, we, we're, we adults are necessarily somewhat independent, right? And to get people to break their walls down and the people to, to admit when they've messed something up and to admit when they need help, those are challenging things. And unfortunately, for especially for an instructional designer or any type of learning professional that's dealing with adult learners, dude, you're dealing with that every day, absolutely every day. It's super easy in the first ten seconds of an e-learning for you to be like, I know what this is, right? Or right. I'll just Google it, and you're like, that's true, right? But is learning about being able to come up with the answer in ten seconds, or is learning about feeling comfortable that you know something, right? Those are the things that ultimately we need to flush out, right? And and Loki is a good example of someone doing it totally wrong for a real long period of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still think he's trying to figure it out. I mean, who yeah. knows what timeline he ended up in? No, or, exactly. Or yeah. what happened to the TVA's memory? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's in the right timeline, but the TVA's memory is wiped. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out in the spring. He's doing his own thing. I mean, he's doing his own thing. He's like the classic self-directed. But the thing is, is that it's not... It's not even necessarily like within this context of even wanting to to learn, you know, it's just, I'm doing it. I'm doing my own thing. And um, what Mobius, you know, Mobius is like every, is, is the every trainer. You know? true. It's true. He's every learner and every trainer. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, how can I uh, motivate him, influence him, provide him with the tools and the resources needed so that he goes out there and does the thing that ultimately I need from him, but he's right. got to learn through that to be able to do it. You know, it's, it's such an interesting thing to think about um, because like you said, it's the most, the most obvious one and it goes mm-hmm. back to that self-centeredness mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't, I, it's like, and he never was a learner to begin with, but he, but he is every single learner because who, I mean, do we, do we every day in corporate learning get learners who just really want to be there to learn? I just don't see them very often in no. my world. Most of them just have a job to do and please help me. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them I see come in and I swear they know more about the topic than me. Yeah. And these, and they're rare, but that does help. And those are truly self-directed people who, you know, are just ready and raring to go. Um, But that's rare. It doesn't happen that often. Um, Mm -hmm. People have to really be compelled to do, to do things. And the article that, you know, I mentioned goes on with several other adult learning truths, but really that's kind of all we have time for today. We could, I mean, we did what four or five of them. We could be talking until midnight, but uh, I'm going to bed before that. So, uh, anyways, um, but I I hope that you agree with me that kind of looking at this, you know, how adults learn and Loki and sort of finding those associations, it's really helpful to sort of cement in our mind the things about how adults learn, right? So, like 
now maybe the next time you hear somebody say, oh, adult, most adult learning is self-directed, you'll be like, oh, just like Loki. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music's cueing in my, the back That's of my head right. right now. Yeah. That's absolutely right. All right. So just two quick questions as we start to wrap up. And the first question is, if you could be a character in the Loki series, who would you be and why? Eamon, you get to go first. Um, I know what you're going to say. Just say it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, that's a good question. Um, I'd be Sylvie. I think she's a badass. What? I thought for oh, sure absolutely. you would say you were going to be Mobius. Oh, I like, don't be wrong. I like Mobius, but I like, I like Sylvie's free spirit. I think, uh, I think to be able to be that comfortable with like, whatever, I will risk the world on this. I think that's, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Free spirit. <laughs> vengeful spirit i mean it's a it's a fine line it's she had good reasons you know it's all right you know it's like i get it you are not wrong she did have some good reasons <laughs> <laughs> okay so Eamon wants to be sylvie how about you cassie well i i had thought that originally for me it would be sylvie because of the you know connection with yes you know with the other loki but it's not that actually it's not it's too sad sylvie's too sad for me uh miss minutes for me all yes. the way this yes. <laughs> she's uh, the ultimate one in power uh, that's the correct answer the yes. southern accent alone that is me uh you know i'm here to help you you know i love her and yeah. uh, i also am very terrified of her as well um, sure. because i do think she probably has the ultimate power there she's scary um, and she just she shows up whenever you need her. I mean, I'm a trainer. I'm here to help, man. I got the answers yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. The, the scene the scene where he's he's watching his training and she's like, hey, you're not paying any attention to any of this. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if I, I have said that before. Hey, you're not paying any attention. Like, that's that was amazing. I was I just it just made me like light up and so happy inside. I'd here. love to be able to pop on someone's shoulder. Totally. Yeah. And be like, I know. I know what you're doing. I know you're Googling. I'm here to help you, help you avoid this crime that you're about to make. Right. <laughs> I go through a like almost a daily Miss Minutes like problem because uh, Miss Minutes is the person that does Miss Minutes voice is also a voice on My Little Pony, which my yes. daughter loves. Is that and very so, like every day it's like over our, and you're yeah. like <laughs> Miss Minutes. Here she comes. You're like, <laughs> you're like brushing your shoulder off. Yeah, like walking around yeah. the house on eggshells, man. You know. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> they kind of copied her character after Felix the cat. So that's a whole nother thing to take a look at and think oh. about. It's a number of different wow. characters, but Felix the cat was one of them. So. What if? Makes sense. But what like if? The, like the clock, the Felix clock. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what if, what if one day Alexa can show up as a hologram like Miss Minutes? Oh, what it's. If, um, yeah. Have we asked Alexa to talk like Miss Minutes yet? I think I'm going to do that. No, I think yeah. we Alexa, sound like Miss Minutes. Oh, look, he, he just gave Avon the, the heavy jeebies. Nope. Like, Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> no, I love it. I like it. But see, I was doing some listening to Miss Minutes earlier because I wanted to hear her again. And she sounds like a favorite character of mine from True Blood, Pam. But Miss Minutes is like the younger version of Pam. Pam is like when she's all like, you know, a little more uh, weathered. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I have to watch True Blood now. Jeez, yeah. man, are okay, we doing well, a podcast about that one next? No, no. I think that one's about that's vampires, right? Yes, and that's yeah, a, that's a, a not safe for work topics. <laughs> and that's a that's a hard pass for me because I don't <laughs> I don't do scary. Oh, so. okay. 
All right. Well, last question. Where can people find you if they want to after the show? Cassie? Uh, the best place for to find me, I love hanging out on LinkedIn. So you can find me at LinkedIn, Cassie Labori. And you can also find me at my website, CassieConsulting.com. And Eamon? Uh, same thing. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, my name is impossible to spell. It's Eamon Powers. Uh, but, you know, just type some letters in there. It's going to be fine. I'm sure there's going to be a link involved at some point here because Becky's amazing at her job. Who's Becky? Um, so Who's Becky? Betty. Sorry. Wow. Becky was... I'm leaving that in. I did it. That's going to be I, amazing. I, <laughs> I, I like the whole episode, the whole time I was like... It's fine. Sorry. I know I've been called. Before. I've been called worse, Eamon. It's fine. As soon as I was going by names, I just messed it all up. That's yes. my bad. That's no problem. <laughs> Leave it in. It's difficult. Cassie, Becky. I'm sorry, Betty. All different. <laughs> they are difficult right. names. It's true. You did they that on purpose, Betty, didn't you? Uh, it will, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Cassie Lavori and Eamon Powers, for sharing your thoughts today. You're welcome, Betty Danowitz. Thanks, Betty. Thanks for hanging around and listening in on this awesome conversation. If you like this podcast and you want to show support, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash If You Ask Betty to learn how you can support this and future If You Ask Betty projects. Tell your friends and watch for another episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast soon. Peace out.